Catechesis with Pope Benedict XVI. God reveals his design of benevolence. Papa Ratzinger's Catechesis on the 5th of December 2012. Dear brothers and sisters, at the beginning of his letter to the Christians of Ephesus, the Apostle Paul raises a prayer of blessing to God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which introduces us to living the time of Advent in the context of the year of faith. The theme of this hymn of praise is God's project for man, defined in terms full of joy, amazement and thanksgiving, as a design of benevolence, mercy and love. Why does the Apostle raise this blessing to God from the depths of his heart? Because he looks at God's action in the history of salvation, culminating in the incarnation, death and resurrection of Jesus, and contemplates how the Celestial Father chose us before even the creation of the world, to be his adoptive children in his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. We exist from all eternity in the mind of God, in a great project which God kept within himself and which he decided to carry out and to reveal in the fullness of time. St. Paul thus makes us understand how all creation, and in particular man and woman, are not the fruit of chance, but respond to a design of benevolence of the eternal reason of God, who with the creative and redemptive power of his word gives origin to the world. This first affirmation reminds us that our vocation is not simply to exist in the world, to be inserted into our history, and nor is it only to be God's creatures. It is something greater. It is to be chosen by God, before even the creation of the world, in the Son, Jesus Christ. In Him, therefore, we already exist, so to speak, since forever, God contemplates us in Christ as adopted children. God's design of benevolence, which is also qualified by the Apostle as a design of love, is defined as the mystery of the divine will, hidden and now manifested in the person and in the work of Christ. The divine initiative precedes every human response. It is a gratuitous gift of his love that envelops and transforms us. But what is the ultimate goal of this mysterious design? What is the centre of God's will? It is, St. Paul tells us, that of leading all things back to Christ, the one head. In this expression we find one of the central formulations of the New Testament, which makes us understand the design of God, his project of love towards the whole of humanity, a formulation which, in the second century, St. Irenaeus of Lyon placed as the nucleus of his Christology to recapitulate all reality in Christ. Perhaps some of you remember the formula used by Pope St. Pius X for the consecration of the world to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, Instaurari Omnia in Christo, a formula which recalls this Pauline expression and which was also the motto of that Holy Pontiff but the Apostle speaks more precisely of the recapitulation of the universe in Christ. And this means that in the great design of creation and history, 
Christ stands as the centre of the entire pathway of the world, the backbone of everything, who attracts to himself the whole of reality so as to overcome dispersion and limitation and lead everything to the fullness wished by God. This design of benevolence did not remain, so to speak, in the silence of God, in the heights of his heaven, but he made it known by entering into relationship with man, to whom he revealed not only something, but his very self. He did not simply communicate a set of truths, but communicated himself to us, all the way to being one of us, to being incarnated. The Second Vatican Ecumenical Council says in the dogmatic constitution Dei Verbum, It pleased God in his goodness and wisdom to reveal his very self, not only something of himself, but he himself, and to make known the mystery of his will, thanks to which men, through Christ the Word made flesh, have access in the Holy Spirit to the Father, and are thus rendered participants in the divine nature. God does not only say something, but he communicates himself. He attracts us into divine nature in such a way that we are involved in divine nature, divinized. God reveals his great design of love by entering into relationship with man, by coming so close to him as to make himself man. The council continues, The invisible God in his great love speaks to men as to friends, and lives among them, so as to invite and admit them into communion with himself. With only his intelligence and capabilities, man could not have reached such a luminous revelation of God's love. It is God who has opened his heaven and lowered himself, so as to guide man in the abyss of his love. Again, St. Paul writes to the Christians of Corinth, Those things the eye has not seen, nor the ear heard, nor has ever entered the heart of man, God has prepared for those who love him. And to us God has revealed them through the Spirit. The Spirit, in fact, well knows everything, even the depths of God. And St. John Chrysostom in a famous passage commenting on the beginning of the letter to the Ephesians, with these words invites us to taste all the beauty of this design of benevolence of God revealed in Christ. What do you lack? You have become immortal, you have become free, you have become son, you have become righteous, you have become brother, you have become co-heir, with Christ you reign, with Christ you are glorified. Everything has been given to us, and, as it is written, will he not give us everything together with him? Your first fruits are adored by the angels. What do you lack? This communion in Christ through the work of the Holy Spirit, offered by God to all men and women with the light of revelation, is not something that comes to be superimposed on our humanity but is the fulfilment of the deepest aspirations, of that desire for the infinite and for fullness which dwells in the innermost self of the human being, and opens her 
to a happiness which is not momentary and limited, but eternal. St. Bonaventure of Banyareggio, referring to God who reveals himself and speaks to us through the scriptures so as to lead us to him, affirms thus, Holy Scripture is the book in which are written words of eternal life, because not only do we believe, but we also possess eternal life, in which we will see, we will love, and all our desires will be realized. Finally, Blessed Pope John Paul II recalled that Revelation puts into history a point of reference which man cannot prescind if he wants to come to understand the mystery of his existence. On the other hand, however, this knowledge constantly refers back to the mystery of God, which the mind cannot exhaust, but can only welcome in faith. In this perspective, what then is the act of faith? It is man's response to the revelation of God, who makes himself known, who manifests his design of benevolence. It is, to use an Augustinian expression, to let oneself be grasped by the truth that is God, a truth which is love. For this reason St. Paul underlines that to God, who has revealed his mystery, is owed the obedience of faith, the attitude with which man freely abandons himself entirely to him, and giving full adhesion of the intellect and will to God who reveals, and in assenting voluntarily to the revelation which he gives. All this leads to a fundamental change in the way of relating with the whole of reality. Everything appears in a new light, thus it is a true conversion. Faith is a change of mentality, because the God who revealed himself in Christ and has made known his design of love, he grasps us, He attracts us to himself. He becomes the meaning which sustains life, the rock on which stability can be found. In the Old Testament we find a dense expression about faith, which God entrusts to the prophet Isaiah so that he might communicate it to Ahaz, the king of Judah. God affirms, If you will not believe, that is, if you do not remain faithful to God, you will not stand firm. There is therefore a link between being and understanding, which expresses well how faith is a welcoming into one's own life of God's vision on reality, is letting God guide us with his word and the sacraments, so as to understand what we should do, which pathway we should take, how to live. At the same time, however, it is precisely the understanding according to God, the seeing with his eyes, which renders life firm which allows us to stand on our feet, not to fall. Dear friends, Advent, the liturgical time that we have just begun and which prepares us for Holy Christmas, places us before the luminous mystery of the coming of the Son of God, the great design of benevolence with which he wishes to attract us to himself so as to make us live in full communion of joy and peace with him. In the midst of so many difficulties, Advent invites us once again to renew the certainty that God is present. He entered into the world, making himself man like us, 
so as to bring to fullness his plan of love. And God asks that we too become a sign of his action in the world. Through our faith, our hope, our charity, he wants to enter into the world ever anew and wants to make his light shine out ever anew in our night. Thank you.